Good morning, people of God. Good morning. Oh, what a beautiful day the Lord has given us. Amen? Amen. Amen. Special welcome to all of you here today, for all of you joining us online. We can give thanks and praise to God today. Whew, that's pretty awesome. Uh, for those of you joining us online, we will be having communion later in our service. We invite you to grab some bread and some wine or juice following our time of confession. Hopefully all of you, as you entered in, received a communion cup. My uh, understanding is we're only just a couple of consistent servers away from having communion like we had at the ordination yesterday where you come up front and you know have a continuous line. So if that's something you are willing to uh, participate with to help be a communion assistant, let us know in the office. And as soon as we have that scheduled and, and we know that people will be available, uh, we'll be back to communion as normal. So... A couple quick announcements before we jump into worship today. I wanted to share the outdoor service last week along with the picnic was a blast. Hopefully you were able to uh, join us. If not, you missed out. We also hosted Pastor Stephanie Newman's ordination here yesterday at King of Kings, uh, which we had around 200 people. We had the bishop, about 20 uh, clergy, which is the most I've seen gathered outside of the Synod Assembly. So uh, it was a big old party. Worship was like three hours long. <laughs> you get so used to like, I'm just like, you know what? I'm good with worshiping 45 minutes. I wrote an especially short sermon today just because yesterday felt like Sunday. <laughs> like literally my wife and I were talking last night and she was, you know, we were talking about Monday, like plans for Monday. And I'm just like, honey, it's Saturday night. And she's like, oh no. <laughs> Yesterday felt like Sunday, but um, yes, it was, it was a wonderful event. Special thank you to our band to help make not only the outdoor service, but the ordination happen yesterday. I was, uh, it felt weird. I felt like a proud papa. <laughs> I'm looking at all these people from all these other churches, all these other pastors, the bishop, and our band is up there rocking away, and I'm just like, that's us. Yeah. It was, it was awesome. And uh, for all of you who uh, brought a dish to pass, for all of you who volunteered, for Jennifer and Nancy especially, for all the organizing, uh, it went very well. Uh, I actually tried. This is the first big potluck I've been a part of since the pandemic, and I've like, I'm a potluck boy. And I tried so hard to find a dish that I didn't like the last two <laughs> events that we had. And I couldn't find a single one. So y'all are incredible. And I think we start having a potluck every Sunday. I'm just saying. Just saying. At least once a month. At least once a month? Done. No, Nancy's like, no. <laughs> uh, finally, uh, don't forget that we are still collecting school supplies. So as you're out in a boot shopping, uh, you know, grab some uh, extra pencils or pens, markers, notebooks, all those kind of things. We're collecting them in the plastic bins out front. I think next Sunday is the last day we're collecting because we got to get them to the students. They start school in like nine days, which is amazing. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Is it bad that I'm praying for the next nine days to go really quickly? Oh, get the kids back in school. Finally, I uh, wanted to share a video with you this morning. Uh, Kevin put a little compilation together about our vacation Bible school experience. About that, uh, if you're available next uh, next year when we're doing this again, if whether you're an adult or a, a child, 
it was a blast. We had, uh, you know, 20, 25 teenagers helping make this happen. It was just the kids, everyone had a wonderful time. Thank you for putting that together, Kevin. Uh, with all that, I invite you to stand as you are able and greet the neighbors you have around you. For those of you online, we invite you to type in a hello. Let us pray. God of all peoples, your arms reach out to embrace all those who call upon you. Teach us as disciples of your Son to love the world with compassion and constancy that your name may be made known throughout the earth. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, and all of God's people say, Amen. Please be seated. Well, sisters, brothers, dear ones, grace to you and peace from God the Father and from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. We're going to jump right into our Gospel reading for today. Uh, pretty close to a continuation of our reading last week. Last week we were in Matthew chapter 14. Today we get Matthew chapter 15. I invite you to follow along on the screen. We're starting in verse 10. Then Jesus called the crowd to him and said to them, Listen and understand. It is not what goes into the mouth that defiles a person, but it's what comes out of the mouth that defiles. Then the disciples approached and said to him, Do you know that the Pharisees took offense when they heard what you said? He answered, Every plant that my heavenly Father has not planted will be uprooted. Let them alone. Has, uh, they are blind guides of the blind. And if one blind person guides another, both will fall into a pit. But Peter said to him, Explain this parable to us. Then he said, Are you also still without understanding? Do you not see that whatever goes into the mouth enters the stomach and goes into the sewer? But what comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart, and this is what defiles. For out of the heart comes evil intentions, murder, adultery, fornication, theft, false witness, slander. These are what defile a person. But to eat with unwashed hands, that does not defile. Jesus left that place and went away to the district of Tyre and Sidon. Just then a Canaanite woman from that region came out and, st and started shouting, Have mercy on me, Lord, son of David, my daughter is tormented by a demon. But he did not answer her at all. And his disciples came and urged him, saying, uh, Send her away, for she keeps shouting after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and knelt before him, saying, Lord, help me. He answered, It's not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. She said, Yes, Lord, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered her, Woman, great is your faith. Let it be done for you as you wish. And her daughter was healed instantly. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All right, so there's a lot in these verses that we read. Uh, first off, I feel like the ten verses kind of speak for themselves. 
Again, back in that time, okay, there were certain laws about what was clean and what wasn't clean, what was okay to eat and what was not okay to eat. And if you ate the things that were not okay to eat, you were kind of pushed to the side and considered to be unclean. So Jesus kind of flies in the face of the law at that time and says, come on, people. It's not about what goes in your mouth that makes you unclean. It's about what comes out of your mouth. Jesus knew that watching what we say should be way more important than worrying about what kind of food that we are eating. For what comes out of the mouth can destroy lives. And we've seen that happen a lot, haven't we? Through our media, through our politics, through our conversations. It's, it's this emotional time that we are living in. And here I say Jesus saying, take care in what you say and how you say it. A good lesson for us to learn. Amen? Amen. We could stop there, but there's so much more in these verses. And it's the second story that primarily caught my attention. And it kind of laid before me two questions for us to be chewing on this morning with this reading. And just a heads up, they are challenging questions to consider. The first has to do with Jesus and our understanding of Him. And the second has to do entirely with you. So, the first question. Can Jesus learn? Can Jesus learn? By show of hands out there, how many of you think Jesus can learn? Okay. A lot of hands up. I'm impressed. So normally what I was expecting is that some people to be like, like, okay. Because when you think about it, maybe at the forefront it's like, well, yeah, obviously he was human. He can learn. Until we start to wonder what that really means. If Jesus, the Son of God, who we believe is God in the flesh, can learn, does that mean He didn't already know everything? Right? Does that mean that that Jesus, God was not complete or perfect or sinless or... I mean, you can start to see what a slippery slope that simple question of can Jesus learn can really be. And I ask this question not only to get us thinking, but because at the very heart of this Gospel reading is wrapped around this key question. Did the Canaanite woman who argues with Jesus about being included, did she pass a test or did she change Jesus' mind? Because if it was all about her passing a test, about her persistence and continually coming back and badgering Jesus, right? Then maybe Jesus didn't really mean about the whole, I came here just for the Israelites, let alone comparing her to a dog. That this was just a sneaky way of convincing her to stand up on her own two feet, to be persistent in life. And that Jesus, the all-knowing faith tester, the drill sergeant, was just tearing her down so she could build herself back up again. So what do you think? Does that sound like the kind of Jesus that we hear about in Scripture? The one who's consistently testing us to see if we really have faith or not. That He puts challenges and hardships and causes things to happen in our lives just to see how we'll react. 
Personally, that seems kind of sadistic and cruel. And I don't know that I could follow that kind of Jesus. I don't see that happening in Scripture. So if that's not the case, then I guess the other possibility is that Jesus' own sense of, of the God's kingdom is challenged. That it's stretched, that it's ultimately changed in meeting this fierce and faithful woman. What if Jesus, like the God of the Old Testament, was only sent to be and to work for God's own people? And then along comes this woman who takes him on and in fact convinces Jesus that there is something much larger at stake here. And so in looking at the story this way, her great faith isn't so much about the, about, about the amount of faith she has, but rather that she refuses to take no for an answer. That she starts by shouting from the side and apparently continues to shout because the disciples come over and they're like, Jesus, tell her to shut up. And then she still comes over and gets on her hands and feet and grovels before Jesus. She refuses to let Jesus go until she gets that blessing for, for her daughter. Moms with kids are kind of like that. Amen? Not letting anything get in the way of taking care of their child. Not unsympathetic doctors or health regulations or lousy insurance. Not even a, a slightly narrow-minded Messiah, apparently. She went all mama bear on Jesus. You will not leave here until my daughter is better because I know you can do something about it. Mama bear. And if that sounds more possible, that Jesus in fact can learn, and I think He does. And I think it's okay that He does. I think it's good that Jesus can learn as well. He learns that God's kingdom and His mission are bigger than He first imagined. Maybe at first He was sent just to be there for God's people, the Israelites. And through interacting with others, He started to realize, holy cow, God's people are more than just Israelites, aren't they? And that perhaps maybe because of this encounter, we too, you and me, are now included into God's perspective of family. And that we get to be included in the promises that God has for God's people. This tenacious, faithful woman, a complete outsider, pushed Jesus to, to reconsider, to learn, and to grow. And thank God for that. Amen? So can Jesus learn? I think He does. And that's good. Which leads me to my second question. Perhaps, well, it is more challenging. Can we learn? Can you and I learn? Which I'm sure, thank you for that response. Thank you. Um, if you're like me, the first thought is, is, of course we can learn. Yeah, I went to school. I learned a lot. I've forgotten it all, but I, re I remember learning. It happened at some point. But I'm not just talking about doing lip service here, but actually learning, being challenged, 
changing and broadening our perspective and our view on things, especially on people. This woman was an outsider. She came to Jesus, and He came to not only accept her, but to invite her and include her into the family. Can we do that? Can we do away with stereotypes and see everyone, everyone as a fellow child of God? Can we pray for those that we can't stand? Or even for those that we consider to be an enemy? Can we lift them up to God in prayer? And not saying, God, please strike them with lightning. But be to, to be so bold as to say, God, please bless them. To forgive those who have wronged us, even and especially when they don't deserve it. To actually take the time to show love, even to a complete stranger, instead of choosing to walk or drive right past. I love lately how my boys, you know, I, I've grown in that own respect as well. I used to be a part of the, uh, um, I never give cash to strangers camp. Because, you know, there are those that will go and buy alcohol or drugs or whatnot. And I was challenged by that, actually, first by my father-in-law, who says, sometimes you pay for the story, sometimes you pay for the need. And to just, all I can do is what I can control, how that person does whatever they do with what is given to them is on them. Right? And so now I, I make a point, especially when I have the boys with me, to pull over if someone's on the side of the street and to say, how can I help you today? And if they need some cash, I give them some cash. Now as we're driving by people, the boys are like, Dad, you didn't pull over. And I'm like, it was a green light. I, oh. Right? They challenge me. My own children invite me to look at the rules and go, you know what? I could have stopped at a green light and maybe made a difference in that person's life. Can we learn and truly be the people God invites and calls us to be? That would be a good challenge for us this week. As we come across people in our lives <coughs> or read about others in the news, what if our first thought was to see others as fellow children of God. What if our first thought for those who look different, who act different, who speak different than us, maybe they're from a different country, maybe they're from our backyards. What if our first thought is, that's my sister, or that's my brother, instead of that's a problem. And then maybe wonder what it's like to be them. And I like to think that's what happened in the story. That maybe Jesus had a moment of enlightenment where this woman was coming out of her love for her child and badgering the disciples. They saw her as a problem. Jesus, tell her to go away. This is annoying. And in that encounter, in that conversation, I like to think the light bulb went on in Jesus' brain and said, you know what? This is my sister. This is a woman 
who is coming to me out of love for her child. And maybe that moment made all the difference for Jesus. He no longer saw her as other, but as someone who God helped to create. And if we dare to not only hear this challenge, but to actually allow it to challenge us and change us, even just slightly, the doors to new life and new opportunities fly open. Everything changes when we start to see one another as sister and brother. Everything. And God only knows how much difference that will make in our lives and in this world. And so the good news that we find today in our reading is that love and acceptance that Jesus offers continues to grow wider and even more generous. And that is very good news today. Amen? And because of that, you and I are given the promise of God's kingdom as well. Because that idea of family extends now, you and I are a part of it. Unless you're part of God's chosen people and you have ancestry through the Israelites, the rest of us are the Gentiles, the others, the outsiders. And through this woman and Jesus' opportunity to expand His thinking, you and I now get to experience the promises that God offers to each and every one of us. And that's life-changing stuff. So, dear ones, you have an opportunity this week not only to let this all sink in, but also to share the love and acceptance of Jesus with others. To see them as fellow sisters and brothers before we get to saying or doing or judging. May we have the wherewithal, the Spirit, to give us that opportunity to let that sink in first that I'm looking at a fellow child of God and how can I extend that love and acceptance today? Not an easy challenge, but one that is worth God's kingdom. Can I get an amen? Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Uh, Heavenly Father, we can't thank You enough for the gift of today, not only because we get to experience life, but we also get to be challenged today. Lord, I know that we have people in our lives, people that uh, can be annoying or frustrating or angering, people that we want to just cast aside or, or do without or move past. And Lord, allow this Word to sink into our hearts. Allow this story to change how we see other people and other experiences in our lives. Allow us to see one another as your fellow children, as people who are like us, experiencing life in their own way, but nonetheless, they deserve just as much love and acceptance and forgiveness through You than we do. And so, Lord, use us today. Challenge us. Comfort us. Wrap us in Your love, reminding us that we are taken care of so that we can take care of others. And just 
Allow us to witness the unfolding of your kingdom right before our very eyes. We ask all this in your holy and precious name and all of God's people say, Amen. Please stand as you are able. Confident that God receives our joys and our concerns, let us now offer our prayers to the church, to those in need, and for all of creation. At the end of each little prayer, I will say, God of grace, please respond with, hear our prayer. Let us pray. O God, your Spirit gathers the church. Shepherd those who are newly baptized, those who are newly ordained in the proclamation of the gospel. Breathe life into your work throughout this world. Support missionaries wherever they may be. God of grace, hear our prayer. You created the earth and all of its inhabitants and declared it good. Clean, polluted skies, seas, and soils provide nourishment to plants and animals and make us aware of our impact on the environment. God of grace, hear our prayer. You call leaders to bridge differences and practice generosity. Inspire all in authority to protect people in harm's way. Deliver those in bondage. Provide care for military personnel and veterans. And show mercy to those whom they have responsibility. God of grace, hear our prayer. You provide for those who suffer in body, mind, or spirit. Embrace people who have been rejected because of difference. Heal trauma caused by prejudice. Shield any who are persecuted, console the dying, and heal the sick, especially those we name now either silently or out loud. Jack, Juanita. God of grace, hear our prayer. Oh God, you journey with us in all of life's transitions. Guide those preparing for baptism, marriage, and retirement. Guide our church council and committees in their visioning and ministry. God of grace, hear our prayer. Receive these prayers, O oh God, and all those too deep for words through Jesus Christ our Lord, as we now pray the prayer he taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated. We now take a moment to reflect on, uh, on our week and confess those times when we failed to live and to speak and to do as God calls and invites us. And so I invite you to use these words along with me. God of life, we confess that we are wrapped up in sin and cannot free ourselves. We nurture conflict and build walls. We neglect the needs of our neighbors and ignore the groaning of creation. Have mercy on us. Where we are self-centered, open our hearts. Where we are reluctant, give us courage. Where we are cynical, restore our trust. 
Renew us with your grace and give us the hope of new life in you. Amen. And now hear these words, dear children of God. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given over to die for you. And for His sake, God forgives you of all of your sins. As a called and ordained minister of the Church of Christ and by God's authority, I therefore declare unto you the entire forgiveness of all of your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And all of God's people say, Amen. I invite you at this time to take out your communion kits or for those of you at home to grab your bread and juice or wine as we prepare ourselves to receive the gifts of Jesus Christ. In the night in which He was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread. He gave thanks and broke it and gave it to His disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is My body, and it's given for you. Do this for the remembrance of Me, the body of Christ given for you. Amen. And again after supper, He took the cup. He gave thanks and gave it for all to drink saying, This cup is the new covenant in My blood shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of Me, the blood of Christ shed for you. Amen. People of God, may the body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen you this day and keep you always in God's grace. And all of God's people say, Amen. A big shout out and thank you to all of you who continue to support our ministries here at King of Kings, offering buckets on your way out. There's a QR code for those of you joining us online. Um, another exciting thing that happened yesterday through our offering, we raised over $1,100 for the fed up food truck ministries that we have been supporting uh, for uh, quite some time now since its conception. And just a brief overview, the fed up food truck ministry... Uh, they go into parks and the areas where the homeless can come in off the streets and they can be fed free food. And not only that, but they're expanding that to now having worship services in the parks and also uh, extending other service uh, opportunities for them to provide clothing or, or a place to sleep, stuff like that. So all of that is going to a wonderful cause, which is just, it gives me goosebumps. It's good stuff. So thank you for your generosity with that as well. Finally, may you receive this blessing. May the road rise to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face. And until we meet again, and until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of His hand. Amen. People of God, may you go in peace and share the good news. Thanks be to God.